Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today I have with me two board members of the Asian District Cultural Association to talk about the Asian Night Market Festival coming up this Saturday, August 28th. Welcome, Jenny Wynn and Samantha Butrian. Hi, thanks for having us, Kirsten. Thanks for having us here. We're so glad to have you both. And I'd love to start with some introductions. So if our listeners are not already aware, the Asian Cultural District Association is a nonprofit organization with the mission to promote, preserve, and empower Asian Americans through events, beautification, education, and outreach. To use a quote from the website, we bridge and build community across generations by engaging and empowering the next generation of Asian American Oklahomans. I just had to pull that out because I just loved that quote so much. The Asian District is a gem in the Oklahoma City Metro and it's geographically located near 25th and Classen and includes long established and well-loved favorites such as Cafe Cacao, Grand House Asian Bistro, La Braza, Red Cup, Super Chow Win, and so many more. So Jenny, you are an operating partner of Lee's Sandwiches and the Collective Food Hall. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it means for you um, to be involved both personally and professionally with the Asian District Cultural Association? Sure. Um, yeah, so personally and professionally, I feel like they kind of intersect here um, because I live in the district. I, Lee's is located in the district, so it's kind of hard to actually separate it personally and professionally, but I'll do my best. Um, so personally, I am, I'm super devoted to watching this district grow and thrive, and like, you know, our mission statement says, empower and engage the community, and I feel that um, you know, pers- the, the way that I do that best is through my everyday living. That so meaning, you know, being in front of the register every day and getting to see hundreds of people that live in my community come in and I get to talk to them about, you know, their experience within the district, what they're seeing, what they need and what they like. Um, to being able to have, I guess, you know, all that data on an everyday base, rolling basis and then getting to apply that through the Asian District Cultural Association where we can host events and host things of community outreach like you know vaccine drives or health in the city which is a completely free health and wellness event i mean i feel like um you know where it crosses intersects for me personally and professionally um that really helps me better understand what i can do in my role at the asian district cultural association um so keeping those things alive within our community to make sure that those types, like people are aware of our culture past my generation. Um, and I think the best way to do that is through these events like Asian Night Market Festival where cultures, different cultures are highlighted um, and through Health in the City where, you know, you know people who may not have, um, you know, full access to health and wellness um, are able to try that for free and we can provide that to them. So for me, I think it's to be found, you know, at that intersection of personal and professional where my devotion lies in Asian district. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And it is, it's very apparent how passionate you are. And I think being a member of the community, a business owner in the community, I mean, you are a pillar, it sounds like. So thank you for giving back in that way. That is just awesome. 
Samantha, your list of impact is also never ending from being crowned Mrs. Oklahoma America in 2019. And you also founded Miss Asian UCO pageant to being involved with Faith Kids, Warriors for Freedom Foundation, Asian American Student Association and Transitions. It's clear you are passionate about your community as well. So not to mention, you also work as a COVID lab specialist for the Oklahoma State Department of Health. And oh yeah, you're also a wife and a mom of three. You lead by example, and that's why I do the things I do because I am a mom of three. And you know, I hopefully those little eyes and ears are listening and watching as well. Um, so it's really important to me to be involved, um, not only in my own culture, but in the community as well. So yes. Yeah. yeah, yes. So I'd love to hear from you a little bit more too about why organizations um, such as the Asian District Culture Association are important. It's important to me to preserve my culture. And like I said, as a mom of three, I don't want my children to lose sight of um, the culture that they grew up with and how my parents who were immigrants and some of the first waves of immigration that happened in Oklahoma, they were one of those people and we are known as the boat people. So I like to carry on that story and to teach and educate um, my children about that and other children in the community. But it's important to, it's so important to me to showcase the beauty of diversity and it's important to me um, to teach about inclusion. And I think a lot of the problems that we see in society today and some, sometimes what we see in the news can be a little saddening and disheartening. And so by teaching others about diversity and about other cultures that it's not just one-sided and there's a multifaceted Asian community, um, by teaching others that, you know, we're breaking down those barriers of racism. We're breaking down those um, ignorance and just different types of stereotypes too. So when we are teaching and we're showcasing the beauty of our culture, we're um, opening up, you know, people's minds and hearts through food, through dances, through shows and sharing is, I really do believe sharing is caring <laughs> and that's important. And with children, it's become more important to me as the years go on. So yes, it is important. I agree. I so appreciate you guys talking about your passion and devotion um, to where you live and work every day because it, it is important. And I think the things that you mentioned, food, dance, events in general, I mean, that is a great relatability point that I think everybody likes to participate in, in food, in dance, in music. And so those are things that are great connectivity points, um, no matter where you're from or what your background is. And speaking of which, the Asian Night Market Festival is scheduled, like we said, for this Saturday, August 28th. It starts at 2 p.m. and it wraps in the evening around 10 p.m. This extremely family-friendly festival will include food vendors, cultural demonstrations, a fashion show, live music, an eating competition, and so much more. Jenny, can you outline a few of the food vendors we can expect to be involved? And also, I need to know more about this eating competition and what is included in that. <laughs> yes, the eating competition, that's everyone's favorite every year. So, um, but our vendors, um, we're actually still looking for vendors at the moment. The deadline is August 6th, but some of the vendors that we have so far are like Seven Asian Bistro, 
Okie Pokey, Thai House, um, Lucky Lucky Dumpling, Hawaiian Snow, so the nice little snow cone stand. Um, we also have a couple of breweries that are going to be coming in. We've got Vanessa House, Elk Valley, um, a couple more that are looking to join, um, trying to see if they if they have enough help. I think that's like everyone's problem right now is that we, you know, in the past years, we've had tons and plenty of vendors, um, but, you know, at that time, COVID hadn't come yet. And so now what's happening is you have a lot of restaurants who would really love to participate, but they're, they're short on staff. So it's hard to kind of do both at once, um, but we are still looking for some more vendors. Um, so like you said, deadline's August 6th, um, but those are some that will be there. And as far as the eating competition goes, Tamashi is going to be sponsoring the spicy ramen noodle eating contest. Um, so the winner will win $500. The entry is $25 a person. Um, in the past, we've done some more, some fun ones as well, like agro eating contest, a fall eating contest. So this one will be really exciting to, to throw the spicy element in. Um, I definitely know that I would never win that competition. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to participating in the um, event this year. Usually I have, a, I have to run the booth for Lee's. Um, but I am one of those people who don't have enough people to do both. So I will be able to get to witness some of the event this year. So I'm really excited for that. And I want to give a quick thank you to um, some of our sponsors for the night market, like Ogini, Lopez Foods, Bank of America, Simmons Bank, and the Oakland County Health Department. Those have been really wonderful sponsors in making sure this happens. So I wanted to say thank you to them. But yeah, we're literally looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you for highlighting some of that. Yeah. And the spicy food eating competition. I don't know if I would win that one either. <laughs> I feel like really some people sweat. <laughs> Samantha, since performing is more in your wheelhouse, can you talk us through the cultural demonstrations, fashion show and music performances and just what we can look forward to? I'm really excited. And as we grow in our event, um, my job has become easier because now I don't reach out to people. People are actually reaching out to me. So we've got a fun packed night with uh, Filipino culture, Vietnamese culture, Malaysian, Indonesian, um, Middle Eastern, Indian. Um, we have a plethora of cultures participating this year and I'm just truly excited. We will continue with the fashion show because every year that's been like kind of like the crowd pleaser and crowd favorite. So this year we will expand it. And of course we've got um, also little kids with their mamas walking around. Of course I asked for models with both and then we'll have family models as well as, you know, um, just female or male. But it's going to be a fun filled packed evening with dances, with singing. We do have bands this year year. Um, and for safety, I know that was one of the questions that was mentioned. Um, we will have two stages just so that we kind of can disperse the crowd a little bit. I know in previous years, we've had only one main stage and it was very, very crowded. People are standing, you know, neck to neck to each other. And so it's been a little, um, trying, trying to figure out a little, you know, difficult trying to figure out how we can do this to um, prevent big crowds. And so this year, for the first time ever, the events and programs will have two stages, one at the military park, the main stage, and one, I believe, on 24th Street, right in front of um, or right behind Golden Phoenix. 
So we are really, really excited for the program we have. We've got martial arts demonstration. We've got, I don't know if any K-pop fans here, but Korean dancers. And it's just gonna be a fun-filled, packed cultural event. And I hope, I hope that everyone will enjoy it and get a little bit from each of the cultures. So. Sounds amazing. It sounds like there's something going on just anywhere you look. <laughs> we even have Polynesian dancers this year as well. So that is another um, culture that I was really excited to pull in. So yeah. Yes, that is so beautiful. I can't wait. It's just, it sounds vibrant and lively and entertaining. It's going to be fun. Many of our team members here at the magazine, as well as our readers, have been looking forward to those safe in-person events. So I really appreciate you kind of outlining how you're making things safe and splitting two stages rather than just doing one. Um, have there been other ways that the pandemic has affected the way that you've been able to do things this year? Um, I know Jenny mentioned the challenges in short staff um, for restaurants. Are there any aspects that might look a little bit different this year than they have in the past? And Samantha, we'll go ahead and start with you. I do believe the booths are a little spaced out this year, won't be as crowded as much. And then I also mentioned the two separate stages that way. I mean, it's also convenient too. So if you miss a performance on one stage, I have set the uh, program to where each of the performers perform twice on separate stages. So you, if you miss it, you have an opportunity to go to the second stage and watch it. So um, they are spaced out about 30 minutes apart. So that way they can both, they can perform on both stages that day. But yes, we try to space it out to where it's not congested in one area. And, um, and I believe we've shut down three blocks. Is that correct, Jenny? We shut down three blocks um, to where the food trucks can be parked and also give people enough room to move around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to add to what Samantha was saying, having the, you know, the food trucks being parked, those are actually gonna be parked along Classen. So it'll shut down a section of class in and kind of barricade things in and make it a little bit more safe this year. Um, so that's an, an, an added bonus to the kind of like the silver lining of having to expand things. Um, but as far, you know, Samantha got running through, you're gonna kind of like the tangible things of what, what, what is different, like as far as like the intangible things, you know, the, on the marketing side, communication side of just drawing people out and or draw, drawing people in, bringing them into the event and kind of communicating like, we are so excited to looking, you know, to looking forward to the Night Market Festival and having you here and kind of like, here's how, what we've kind of put in place for you all. And that has changed a little bit of how to draw people in from the current state of, you know, where things are at and um, as far as COVID goes and, you know, being conscious of that. Um, so I love all the new tangible elements that we've added. There have been some hurdles as far as like internally and as for how to get to how to get it done. And then, you know, like last year, for example, not even being able to do it and learning, you know, learning all of the, the stuff from there and have and bringing it forward and always having to be prepared for the chance that it might not happen. You know, it, it could be like, you know, we saw with Pride Parade and the yeah. thunder came and it was like, we everybody was ready and it could just all change. But I, what I really love about these organizations within Oklahoma City is that we're extra resilient. And I love, for example, like going back to Pride that we had it over the past weekend and it was beautiful and amazing. So it's kind of just 
being able to also handle those emotional things that might come with the, well, not that might, that come with throwing the event. <laughs> and so those are the changes and, and also like trials that we are learning and going, growing through. So, but I'm really looking forward to it this year. I think we have a pretty good chance of making this one really successful with all of the patience that has accumulated over the last year. Yeah, we are <laughs> completely, I mean, I'm so ready. I think my program, it, you know, when Tune came to me and he's like, hey, do you think you can find performers from two to 10? I'm like, that is a long time. That's eight hours. <laughs> and you know, when you're thinking about performances, most times when people sing or dance, it's about three to five minutes long and you're talking about eight hours, you know, yeah. but it's been, I think people have been so excited that, like I said, you know, they've reached out to me and, you know, we just have an incredible, incredible program filled with, and this is why it's so important to throw events like this, because it teaches um, the community that there's just not one group of Asians. When we think of Asians, we think of China, because that is a large country, but no, it's, you're talking Indonesian, Malaysian, Chinese, Taiwanese, you know, Singapore, and you're talking about different, different types of multifaceted countries. And so that's why it's so important to have this event. And I'm, I was really sad last year when we couldn't have it, but of course, you know, with the pandemic, and of course I was working 16 to 18 hours last year during the pandemic, um, it wasn't feasible, but yeah, I think we are all very, very, very excited to be hosting Asian Night Market Festival again and to have that capacity um, to be able to close down three blocks to host it. So that's exciting. Doesn't it make us just all the more grateful for events like this when we weren't able to have them last year? I mean, and I hope everyone listening and, and even beyond, you know, we're holding tight to those things that are most important and not just saying, oh, okay, I'll attend it next year. No, no, this is the year. You know, you never, our flexibility has never been tested so much as it has during COVID. And so I, I hope that that, that that makes these events all the more treasured um, as they should be all along. We're very excited about attending. My family is, and I know many of our readers and listeners are too. Um, so like we're saying, the year 2020 was difficult to say the least, but especially hard on locally owned businesses like those in the Asian District Cultural Association, but also from a socioeconomic perspective as we work to come together, as we combated hate within many communities, including the Asian American community. Can you tell us what is inspiring you and giving you hope right now in light of everything that we went through this past year? Uh, Jenny, let's start with you. Well, I mean, really, I would say that what's giving me hope is getting to see people again. Um, and and, um, I, and, and it's, it's as simple as that, it's like really getting to see people um, you know, on an everyday basis, because before when, when there was last year, you know, during the COVID lockdown and all businesses shut down in this area, I went from seeing, you know, all of my regulars every day to seeing them never, and then not knowing when I was ever going to see them again. And so it's like getting to, you know, get, have the doors back open. And um, my hope is found in that, like, you know, 
just those inner small interactions every day and then they accumulate and grow into these big events and and getting to see people come back together again I mean that truly gives me hope because without I mean connection like human connection is truly what we need to grow big things and make things last and and it's a key part of all of that and so for me it's just simple as like getting to see people and connect with them that gives me hope for like forever, you know, because <laughs> that's all we need is human connection to make things work. Um, this past year really raised the um, issue of Asian hate with COVID and stemming from China. A lot of people started using that as a vector to, to um, kind of take their aggression out on a certain race. And so with that, I'm hoping people will come out and see that, you know, we are so much more than that, you know, and I hope that Asian Night Market Festival leaves this legacy of, you know, connection, like Jenny mentioned, but love for a culture that's not just about a disease. So that's what I'm hoping for, is that they come out, connect with us, enjoy the food, but also enjoy the people, you know, you love the food, but you got to love the people too. So that's what I'm hoping for. That is well said. Um, it's easy to other people when you can just hold them at an arm's distance, but when you attend events like this and, yeah. and you get wrapped into, into your beautiful community, into these beautiful events that you host, the businesses that we all frequent and love that have been longtime staples of Oklahoma City, um, it's much harder to separate yourself or to say it's it's them it's not me kind of thing so I do appreciate you saying that um can you can you talk more about the education and um why events like this are important um to you and your family or just broadly in the Oklahoma City area um I'd love to hear kind of some meaningful statements about how important um the education of and these events are to us Samantha can we start with you Sure. Um, I am a director for uh, pageants at University of Central Oklahoma, and I work with a lot of international students. And just the correct pr pronunciation of certain foods, as certain uh, outfits that they wear and why they wear them um, is important. And I think that's what these types of events teaches. Not only are you learning about the food that people eat, but why they eat it and why they are only eating this type of food. Um, a lot of Asian countries, they live off their land. And so that's part of the reason why, why they wear certain saris or certain um, yais, which is the Vietnamese cultural dress. Why do they wear it for certain events? Well, that stems back to the history of the dress itself. And I think that's what the fashion show will display. You'll see a history and. Uh, of how the dresses have evolved to now. Um, so I think it's very important that these events, when people come together to not only come and enjoy the food, but ask, ask questions. Why are you eating this? Why do people eat this with this sauce? Or why do you, know, you wear this dress only at this time? Um, it raises and gives people an opportunity to be curious and you know, open those lines of communications. So I, I, that's why these events are important and why we host them. I appreciate you giving us that permission to ask and to be curious and to explore because that, that is something that will be important uh, on the 28th. Jenny, how about you? Yeah, I mean, just in addition to kind of like being able to, you know, ask the questions and, and I think that um, it's important that we educate and, 
you know, are in our community, like the Asians within our community, like, for example, the children of our community, and let them know not to be ashamed of their culture, and teach them how to embrace their own culture. Because I remember growing up, I mean, I'm still pretty young, but 90s baby, and, you know, all, all, we didn't really have a ton of social media at the time, it was very just like what was on the magazine cover, or like, you know, so what was celebrated then as far as like beauty and you know what was cool was not what we looked like now but now we've got this lens where we can see all these different cultures and and it's and you know it's cool it should be celebrated our cultures should be celebrated and our differences should be celebrated and um and i think that there that through these events and and through just the like just having an Asian district culture association just in the front of the community to let people know that hey we've got a board of people who love to celebrate our culture and we throw events to let other people know about our culture and so just I think that there's you know something to be had to make sure that we stay in front of it and let you know our younger generation to know that celebrate that you're different you don't have to be the same and educate them on the differences like honestly I didn't know much about my culture until like my late 20s and I was just like a few years ago <laughs> and that's because <laughs> that's because you know um you know our parents don't don't talk to us about it much or at least my parents didn't talk to me about it much and so I can only imagine there's probably got to be at least a handful of other people in my shoes that kind of feel the same way that are curious that want to know and also are excited to know about it and I just you know I, I think it's important that the Asian District Cultural Association exists so that there's a, a door for them to walk into if they want to and ask those pertinent questions yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm love that about this organization um so and i love how our board is very diverse as well um it's not just asian board members we've got several of other ethnicities that contribute and and it's great that way when you have that diverse um board you you ask those questions like what you know well well i want to see this why why should we bring this up and then we explain it to them so it's really important how um our board works together to um, form these events. And it's not just the Asian Night Market Festival. We're very active. They're very active with pride, like you said. Um, we've been active with several other events too. And we just want, want to put our print on it and make sure that the community, the Oklahomans know that there is an Asian district that, you know, come and celebrate us. And that's the whole point of this. Well said, both of you. It's it's a lot about education and outreach, but like Jenny was saying, it's a lot about just role models from within as well. Um, and when you see people like you, you might be inspired to take that next step that you didn't think was possible, and that that is just so important. Um, it's it's a theme that's come up several times with our readers. One of our contributors, Simi Johns, um, has said this several, several times. So um, it is just a theme that's ringing true. And I'm, I'm glad that you're able to showcase in that way. Um, is there anything else we need to know about your organization, about the event, or anything else you'd like our listeners to hear about? Don't, it's not all about education. We're going to have tons of fun. <laughs> I don't want people to think, well, we're either going to teach us a lesson or anything. All the fun things. So there will be um, cornhole set up for little kids. I mean, it's a family fun event. We have um, the Thunder coming out as well. Thunder Girls coming out, Rumble's coming out. They're so fun. They connect with the children. Um, there's different areas for children to paint to, um, I believe there's also one of those um, 
we had a donation or someone sponsor one of those little, oh, I don't know what they're called, but um, blow ups where they can do run through it, obstacle course. Oh, yeah. Obstacle yeah. 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 So, so different, different things that are available for children, but I think the kids will have a lot of fun just being outside at a park, you know, seeing all the entertainment and other kids on stage performing. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. We appreciated hearing about, about you, about your event, about the Asian Cultural District. Um, thank you all in all for joining us today, Jenny and Samantha. For those of you listening, you can find out more about the Asian District Cultural Association and lot, there are loads of events, including the Asian Night Market Festival at www.asiandistrictok.com. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.